Good evening, folks. Welcome to Was Basketball Weekly. This is the show that takes an inside look at the Emory Henry men's and women's basketball programs featuring the head coaches Ben Thompson and Jacqueline Dickens. I'm your host, Khalil Shakir, here with my lovely co-host, Matt Spencer. We are happy to have our head coaches in today. We are joined first with head coach of the men's basketball team, Ben Thompson. Coach Thompson, how are you today? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for coming in, as always. Coach, thanks for coming in. Uh, talking about last week, I know it obviously felt really good to get back into the win column uh, on the road versus Wise this past Wednesday in what was a very exciting game, a one-point game. Can you kind of give us your play-by-play from the last few possessions? Because I know there was some up and down, change of possessions. What, what did you see those last two, three, four possessions? Yeah, I thought we did a pretty good job, especially in the last four minutes. Uh, I don't think they had a field goal in maybe like the last four or five minutes of the game. So I thought we did a better job and we're kind of more locked in. Uh, on getting stops and uh, you know towards the end um, you know we made a lot of free throws I think we only missed one down the stretch and they missed a big one Um, you know and so it wasn't pretty uh, but I'll take a a ugly win over a pretty loss any day. Mm -hmm. Now Jacob Dar, Marshall Klug and Jalen Leftwich have stepped up big recently over the last couple of games just talk about kind of their role and how they stepped up for us uh, recently. Yeah, I think each of them uh, have have had some bright spots. I think all of them have, you know, some areas that they could work on as well. But, um, you know, Marsh and and, uh, J.D. and Jalen were were really pretty good for the most part uh, against the Wise game. Um, You know, I know we haven't started talking about uh, Wingate yet, but – you know, but I think those three, um, you know, kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start, but they um, picked it up and, and thought they played uh, pretty well, uh, especially in the second half. And both teams had significant injuries, uh, players that were injured, of course, in such a heated rivalry. What was it that kept this game close the entire game? Is that just what rivalries are, uh, or was it just kind of the game plan of, you know, not having everyone's best player? What, what kept this game close? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it's the rivalry. I think it, part of it is, um, you know, uh, the the tension that exists between Emory and Wise. Um, and then I think some of it is, you know, like punch and counterpunch. And honestly, it was it was almost a mirrored exact opposite of the game here. You know, they were up seven, I think, with, with uh, three minutes to go, and we were able to come back and win the game in regulation. Here at our place, we were up seven with – four or five minutes to go and they were able to come come back and, and win the regulation so it was kind of mirrored opposites uh, and I just think it was kind of a, a punch and counter punch kind of game now I I feel like we match up very well with kind of the top half of the sack at least we have been close game against uh, Catawba another close game against Wingate just talk about Wingate and what they did that first half that kind of led them to, to win in that game against us this past week? Yeah, I mean, I think they're really good in transition, like really good. Uh, and so I didn't think we were disciplined enough uh, to get back in transition. And then they would get us in, in rotations. And, you know, we'd be good on the, the first rotation and sometimes the second but not the third. And so, you know, I think them being able to, to drive middle on us uh, and getting us into multiple rotations really hurt us. And, and gave them a lot of open looks, which they, you know, knocked down to the tune of 56% from three. So, um, you know, I, I, I think we've got the talent and, and there's there's uh, flashes, you know, where we play with the top of the league and we just haven't, uh, unfortunately, haven't put it all together quite yet. Coach, I've been, I've been with you now for what seems like, you know, seven, eight plus years. It seems like every 
team we play has one guy that just goes off and hits a lot of threes. Now, I obviously I know that's part of the game, but is that more so some frustration just in general, or is that, again, just part of the game that we have to deal with a guy that can always hit four, five, six threes in the game? Yeah, I think part of it is a lapse on, on our part defensively, um, you know, and then, you know, you give people confidence, you know, and, and then, you know, obviously momentum is a real thing. And so, you know, for instance, like against Tuscal, and they hit two or three early ones, you know, and then it was just boom, 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 boom. Um, same thing at Wingate, you know, same thing with Carson Newman, you know, that didn't happen to us against Wise. They couldn't string together, you know, a couple makes in a row, uh, whereas other teams have. And, and so I think, you know, when you have some breakdowns and some lapses defensively and you've got teams that are shooting the ball supremely confident, I think it, it makes for a bad recipe. And so, uh, you know, some of it is is guys stepping up and playing well and hitting shots, and some of it is just us not being uh, as disciplined defensively as we need to be. Now we touched a little bit on Jacob Dar and Marshall and Jalen. Uh, Jacob Dar actually had his career high with 32 against Wingate this past week. Uh, just talk about his play in that game. Yeah, uh, you know, I, th I think there was times uh, when he was obviously really efficient. You know, and there there were other times where. You know, he and, and some other guys maybe took some ill-advised shots. Um, you know, but, you know, offensively, he was about the only thing that we had going right uh, against Wingate. Um, you know, there, there wasn't a ton of, of, of other guys that had a lot of scoring. Um, you know, we didn't have great ball movement. Um, you know, we didn't get a lot of points in transition. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think he stepped up. But, you know, we've, we've got to be way more efficient uh, as a team offensively than we were against Wingate. Now, speaking of our point guard position, Jackson Crawford has been emerging as a really good point guard for us as of late, uh, really taking care of the ball, uh, kind of emerging into himself as a point guard uh, these last couple of games. Just talk about that. Yeah, I mean, he's such a, a smart uh, kid, um, you know, off the court but also on the court, and he really understands the game. Um, you know, he can kind of see – all three levels uh, when he's got the ball in his hands. And, uh, you know, honestly, I, I, I wish he would shoot it a little bit more. But he's really good about uh, getting us in offense and running what we need to do and kind of prodding the defense and getting past that first level and getting to the second level and then, you know, even into the third level or finding a guy at the third level. And, uh, you know, I think he's he's starting to figure it out. I think early in the season the the speed and kind of adjusting to the college level and high major division two basketball kind of – um, you know, caused him some pause, but I think now he's figured it out, and I think he's been uh, pretty good for us the last few games. Yeah, it's definitely been helpful to have him step up with, you know, senior guard Patrick Antonelli being out for the year. Uh, Coach, we have LMU next on the schedule. It's on Wednesday. Uh, you coach there. We're actually part of the national championship team. That was a runner-up back in 2016, am I correct? Yep. Uh, you know, so what can we expect from that game? I know, correct me if I'm wrong, Coach, they have not lost a home game in how many years, or did they recently? North Georgia beat them uh, okay. like three weeks ago. Okay, did, yes. It was, but it was the longest home winning streak uh, in the country for all levels of NCAA basketball. Yeah. So, what can we expect when we travel to LMU, looking to beat them uh, at their place? Yeah, you know they 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 just they're just solid. Uh, you know they're a little different than LMU teams in the past. They don't have, you know, kind of that killer one guy. Um, that they've had in the past, you know, they're, they're a lot more solid this year than, than they've been in the past. And so they're not going to make a lot of mistakes. Uh, they run a lot of the same stuff that we do. Um, you know, obviously, cause both of us, you know, coached under 
Josh Schertz, who's now at Indiana State. Um, so they run some similar stuff to what we do, um, but they're you know they're very disciplined. They're long. They're athletic. Uh, they've got a guy who I think leads the nation in rebounding, uh, in Martez Brown, and um, you know so uh, you know we we've got to um, match kind of their their disciplinary system offensively and defensive. Not not from the standpoint of exactly what they do, but we have to be as disciplined offensively and de- defensively as they are. Um, and then, you know, outwork and, and out-hustle and play harder than they do to kind of grit out the game. Now, of course, the season hasn't gone the way we wanted it to. Uh, with seven games left in the regular season, you know, what are you saying to the guys to get them through these last seven games and kind of pushing them towards what potentially could be a playoff run or just getting them ready for next season? Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, playoff hopes are still alive with the, obviously not, we can't go to the NCAA tournament because of being in our third year. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to achieve that next year. But, um, you know, the conference tournament is still something that that's a goal of ours and something that we're going to try to work and grind through every day. But uh, we've got to make sure that we – play for one another and appreciate one another the way that we should. Uh, and when we do those things, we're very good. And when we don't, uh, you know, we're going to lose a lot of close games. Yeah, so we currently are four games out. Emory and Henry sits at 2-11 and 11, uh, in the conference. Limestone's up there at 6-7. and seven. LR, 6-7. and seven. Anderson, 6-6. Six and six. So, Coach, you know, I know a lot of things have to happen kind of outside of our control. Um, but with – the top half of the league, we play, you know, Catawba again, LMU, Coker as well. Um, what are you most looking forward to those games when you get to play Coker again? Um, and obviously Catawba, who's obviously a top two team in the league. Uh, I think we matched up pretty well against Catawba. Anything in particular that you're looking for ahead of those games? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that we're four games back, but two of the teams that you mentioned that are in that spot are two teams that we play, you know. So what better way to kind of gain traction and, and re- rise up in the last – of the standings than by beating the teams that are kind of in that spot. So, um, you know, I, I like how we played against Catawba. I think they beat us by two or four, something like that. Uh, you know, so we were right there. Uh, the Coker game, we were right there. Uh, you know, and then uh, we were right there against LR down there. Um, you know, we haven't played Limestone yet. But, uh, you know, even if you throw um, – even if you throw Coker in the mix, I mean, those are going to kind of be three of the teams that are kind of battling uh, to make the conference tournament. You know, LMU and Catawba are probably uh, pretty safe at this point. But, you know, those other three teams are teams that were battling for the conference tournament to get in. So, uh, you know, I think it's a good thing that you're playing teams um, that are also kind of battling to get in because if you beat them, you know, you can leapfrog. You know, we got a game against Mars Hill who we've already beaten. Um, you know, so if we can handle our business and take care of what we uh, can control, uh, then I think we'll be in a pretty good spot. And you touched a little bit on Coker. Um, with that being an overnight trip, leaving Friday, staying the night, uh, Friday night, uh, with the way they play that kind of helter-skelter kind of press all game, uh, what are you looking forward to for that game and how are we going into that game? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, being able to handle the press, um, you know, as long as we have a sideline, a middle, and a pass back, uh, then we should be fine. Um, It's when we try to get out of that is when we get into trouble. Uh, You know, against them, offensively, we'll kind of get whatever we want. Uh, I think they're 
last in the league in defensive field goal percentage. Uh, last I looked, they were allowing 52 or 53 percent uh, for other teams from the field. Uh, and so for us, they're so good uh, offensively that we're just going to have to be disciplined um, and guard our principles and, and know the scouting report. And if we do those things, and I think that we'll have some success down there. Well, Coach, thank you. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners out there before we close you out? No, just, uh, well, yes. Uh, we got a, a few home games left. Uh, so, Wasp Nation, come out, be loud, be proud, and uh, help us uh, close out on a winning streak to end the season here in, in the King Center. Yeah, Coach Thompson and the Wasp team travel to LMU on Wednesday, February 7th for a 7.30 p.m. start time, followed by an away game at Coker on Saturday, February 10th, 4 p.m. start time. Both of those games will be live streamed on Flow Sports. Coach, thank you. Good luck, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Locally owned and operated since 1914, Food Country USA provides customers quality and value with products sourced from farms in our regions. From the farm to our stores to your table, Food Country USA. We are happy to have head coach of the women's basketball team, Coach Jacqueline Dickens, here today to sit and chat with us for a bit. Coach, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Uh, we traveled to UVA Wise this past Wednesday. Obviously, as everyone knows, it's a big rivalry game. Uh, after three quarters, we were tied, and then Wise outscored us by 14 in the fourth quarter. Uh, what did you see kind of happen and transpire from uh, from that game in that fourth quarter? Um, I think I left the, that group that was in there in too long. I should have subbed more and uh, – let some fresh legs, give it a shot, and rest the ones that were out there for a little bit and get them back in fresh. So, you know, they were fighting and made a comeback, so I just left what was in, what was working, left that in, and I definitely mm-hmm. change, should have changed that. Mm-hmm. You all shot 27 threes that game, uh, which was the most since the previous matchup against Wise, uh, which resulted in a win back in December. And was that part of the game plan heading into Wise, or was that just kind of how the game went where they gave up a, a lot of three-point attempts? Yeah, typically. I mean, we could shoot a decent okay, but not good enough to where that's all we're focused on and that's all we want to do. Um, I think they're, you know, with – a lot of teams we can get a mismatch, um, and with Wise's lineup, that you can't get a mismatch. And so we were not looking to try to get it inside as much and settling for the outside shot. Losing Briarba for the past two games obviously is not ideal, but it has led to the emergence of freshman Grayson Hall. Uh, she had a double-double against Wise this past game. Uh, kind of talk about what you've seen from her lately. Yeah, I think, um, one, we're looking to get it to her more. I think she's always had that potential to – emerge um we just need to get it to her look for her more and her show her numbers more um sometimes we settle for the lob and that's not always the best option but um yeah we you know without Bree somebody had to step up I think you know Grace has for a little bit and then Grayson um has the last couple games so we'd love to see even more so I think she has so even so much more potential um that still hasn't been reached and she started out as really dominant inside, but I have seen her game kind of transition to outside as well. Can you talk about kind of the progression of her game? Yeah, she has a beautiful, beautiful shot, um, her form, everything. Um, and then recently, even when Bree was playing, um, again, we usually have a mismatch on one of those three. So 
she steps out. Um, when she, somebody else has a mis- mismatch, she can step out and then she can hit that. So that's been working. And uh, some, again, sometimes we settle for that, but uh, she can definitely, she's a threat from out there. And coach, we'll fast forward to Saturday. It's a, a home game at versus Wingate at home. Although it was a 10 point loss, we saw some positive takeaways from the team, from what I've seen. Uh, shot 40% from three as a team and shot 100% from the free throw line, which is always. A good stat. You know, being a top five team in the sack as Wingate was, what were your takeaways from that game at home? Um, I thought we could definitely done better than what we did. Um, and surprised it was a 10-point loss. I thought – I think they're a very good team, play together, have some very good players that are hard to guard. So, I'm glad you saw some positives from that. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think we um, – because they do share the ball and run their offense so well, we had a hard time um, – just knowing where the ball was going next, anticipating, you know, uh, being on our toes and being active. I think um, we kind of watched them do their thing a little bit defensively. So definitely going to take away some clips and stuff like that to learn from and show them in film. Um, but, again, 10-point loss, it's still not that bad. I think that shows we we can hang with people the top of the league. Um, and knowing that we didn't play our best and still only lost by 10 is a good thing. Now, in the hunt for the tournament, you are only one game out for eighth place. Uh, with seven games remaining, uh, what does this team need to do to kind of get in that tournament and make that push? Yeah, At end of our our end of our schedule is going to be pretty tough. Um, we have got to win a couple of games that we should win, and then we got to pull away some victories against teams that we might not be expected to win against. Um, so we got to win the games at home. That helps, um, you know, the teams that are below us, we got to beat or we're right there with, and then maybe surprise a couple of others. Yeah, speaking of the next two games for us, we travel to LMU. They're right in the middle of the pack, sitting at 7-5 and five in the league. And Coker on Saturday, they're at 5-7. and seven. You know, so essentially if we can get one of those wins, you get five wins, you're, you know, essentially tied with Coker in the league, assuming they – hoping they lose their next game. Um, what kind of message are you giving to your girls ahead of these matchups that are so important as well as the rest of the seven games um, in regards to the tournament? Yeah. Again, we just keep talking about the games we should win and the games we got to try to surprise some people. Our goal is to stay at 500 or to finish 500 um, and would love to be eighth place or seventh even, but um, make the tournament. But I think everybody's goal is to – uh, try to get it 500 so each game can put us, you know, these next two games could put us there. Um, LMU's record, it may not – I'm surprised it's it's that because uh, I think they're very dangerous, expect, especially at home. They got some really good scores. So um, that will be a tough one at their place. Uh, but I think Coker, we hung with them, lost by four here. So that's a promising game there. Without giving away too much of the game plan for LMU, uh, kind of what are we looking to do against them uh, Wednesday? Yeah, so Saturday, I mean Sunday, yesterday, um, I really tried to focus on our uh, some you know us like so. I've been studying you know the Wise game and the Winget game to show them today like what we need to do to fix us instead of focusing on LMU as much. Um, that'll be our first time playing, so I'm working on that today, but. I feel like right now we need to fix us a little bit more than to focus on LMU. and um, So I don't have a lot for LMU right now. I just know, having watched them over scouts, that 
Um, they can shoot it um, and just have a lot of threats on that team. And then I think they're always confident at home and they'll be confident against us. So we got to be ready. Coach, switching gears just a little bit, uh, I want to talk to you about uh, recruiting for the 2024 class. Obviously, I'm not asking you to name names of people you're recruiting or any commits, but just an overall, you know, question of how has recruiting gone for you for this class of 2024? Yeah, so we don't have any seniors. So it's kind of been, um, you know, the summer when we were recruiting, we've had a handful of offers out and uh, just kind of wanted to see what we, you know, wait till season started to see what we really needed and what we are really missing. We had already started on the 25 class, but I think um, now that we've gotten into season and see how we compete against the league with what we have now, we have still got to get better. We can't stay at the same level we are. So just recruiting, I think we do need a, another guard um, that can be a threat um, and uh, push us daily in practice. Um, I think uh, every – Every position can be pushed, you know. Um, we we are very deep in certain areas, but we've got to get better. Um, so we have one guard commit and then a couple more offers out that we're waiting on. Um, but we got to get better for sure. Yeah. Staying on this topic of recruiting, uh, how has recruiting changed for you moving into Division II? Um you know, I think uh, we were very successful at D3, and we've been able, because we were successful, been able to get the right kids. Um, I think Emory is an amazing school, so we get high-character kids, high-academic kids, um, and that's so important. Um, I think it is easier to, you know, sometimes we'd recruit a kid, and if King or Wise or Concord was looking at them, there, we couldn't get them. Um, and so uh, even though they might have been a good fit or liked our program or um, academics, it was it was hard to win those kids over when they were getting off offers from D2. Um, so now we, we are now in that mix to where we can get those kids. Um, it's just sometimes hard to get the same ones they are getting or, you know, it's hard to compete against Carson Newman if they're looking at Carson Newman because they, now they are the successful ones and we got to get to where we're successful and have that offer as well. Um, but I, th I do think it's easier to get the type of kid um, that we want. It's just a matter of we got to make the adjustment to get the type of kids that can compete in this league and um, just missing a couple pieces, I think. Very nice. I always enjoy, you know, during the summers when we're working – team camps and elite camps and you have obviously always a lot of girls and um, I'm not going to give you my input on which girls to offer based you had me refereeing at one point <laughs> some of those which were fun so there were some seventh graders yeah. you probably saw in that gym that uh, I could offer right now I remember literally mid-game like not publicly like telling you offer that girl offer that girl I don't <laughs> yeah. even know how old she was or, <laughs> yeah. or anything like that so yeah. it's no that um, helps I yeah, appreciate it. it's it's fun to, to see the level of play I think obviously when you look at the transition from division three to division two um, most would assume that the level of talent is obviously a bit higher so you know I haven't been as much um, enriched with women's basketball but you know being around you and the women's program um, I'm definitely excited to see where this program's headed so um, yeah coach is there anything else you'd like to say uh, to listeners out there as we close up? I don't think so. We're just definitely going to keep fighting and uh, finish strong and um, keep supporting us. 
All right, Coach Dickens and the Wasps will travel to LMU on Wednesday, February 7th. That is a 5.30 start time, followed by an away game at Coker. That is Saturday, February 10th. That's a 2 p.m. start time. Both games will be streamed live on the Flow Sports app. Coach, thank you and good luck this week. Thank you. Y'all too. Thank Thank you, Coach. At Food Country USA, local sourcing is a top priority, providing customers with local products since 1914. Food Country USA has taken pride in providing quality service and value to our neighbors from the farm. You just heard from women's basketball coach Jacqueline Dickens. Their upcoming game Wednesday against the LMU Rail Splitters will be a good one. Uh, They actually have a transfer on the LMU women's team from Tusculum, Sophie Henry, who was actually there for a while. A really good player. Has been playing well for the Rail Splitters along with Maddie Turner, who actually broke their three point record earlier this year. She is a 5'10 junior uh, as well. So they have a really good team, really versatile team with a lot of shooters, like she mentioned. Uh, Christian Clark is also a transfer from Tusculum. So a lot of grad transfers from Tusculum for, for LMU, which is uh, always interesting to see when girls graduate and transfer to a team within the same conference so it's always good to see how they compete and will be a good one against our WAS team as well uh the men also travel to LMU to play LMU which would be a good one yeah their facility uh playing uh, LMU is it's like a big arena you know they're obviously for the past five to ten years you know a top ten team in all of division two um, talk about their previous head coach, Josh Schertz, who's at Division One at Indiana State. Um, they're really rolling, but their roster now, LMU has Chase Rankin, who's probably, if not the best guard in the league, a grad student uh, playing really well for them. And Luke Bartimus is a shooter. Matthew Sells is a shooter. Uh, they lost and they still have Jordan Walters, who's a really good athletic forward for them. Uh, Martez Brown, who, you know, no offense to LMU, should not be at LMU. He's he's in a Division One level player with his body, 6'9", 210, and actually uh, recently this year broke the record for rebounds in a game. I think he had 28, 25, or 28, or probably yep. probably 25 one game, 28 in another. So. I believe he's leading all of Division Two in rebounding currently. Yeah, so we're going to have a tough matchup on our hands. Um, and thankfully, we have the length to match that. You know, he's a guy that's very physical and aggressive. And as Coach Thompson said earlier in the show, uh, they they do play very disciplined. Uh, Mikael Burries, who to me is like a James Harden type style player, can isolation and can create and can attack in the open court. So he does a lot of things really well for them. To me, Cleo, I'm looking forward to this game on the men's side. Uh, anytime you have a chance to play against a top level team, top you know nationally ranked team, I don't know if they're ranked nationally right now, but for the past again five, ten years they've been a national powerhouse. So anytime we have a chance to come in there and get a win, uh, it's always going to be fun. You can only hope the guys are going to be locked into the scout, locked into the personnel. Uh, and just play for each other. I think that's one thing we're looking forward to seeing our guys do. Um, previously, you know, we've been kind of up and down, and, you know, I won't go too much into detail, but if we can just come together, play our style of basketball, play unselfish, it should be a fun game. Yeah, I mean, last year I thought we played them really, really well uh, at their place. I think we had it close around halftime, a little bit in the second half, and then we kind of fell apart towards the end of the second half. So, if we can, like you said, if we continue to play together, uh, remember our defensive principles and, and, and play with each other. 
uh, it should be a really good game. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, we played them both uh, twice last year. First time at home, they absolutely pumped us over Christmas break. Uh, they got anything they wanted. And then, then when we went to their place at home, if we felt more confident with what we had, I think guys just kind of step up. You, I don't want to call it being a man by any means. I'm not trying to say that. But you kind of own up to what you're, you're trying to do and do the right thing. So, again, they're a great program. Um, th for us, a team that's struggling on the men's side, there's no better win to get than a team that has been a top-tier team in the entire country for the last seven years. So it's time to get one, and uh, we'll do our best to get you guys a win here at Emory & Henry. I will say this, though. The fans did still – our head coach's clipboard last time at LMU. Oh, yeah. So we'd appreciate if y'all do not steal our clipboard this time. We oh. kind of need that for this game. <laughs> I might get my first tech of the year if I do that again. <laughs> but, no, like you said, it'll be a good one on the men's side and the women's side. So, again, everybody, we thank you for listening to Wise Basketball Weekly, and we ask that you join us again next Monday. Just a quick reminder as well, you can always watch these shows back or tell a friend, tell a family member. Uh, these shows will be live and, and broadcasted. You can watch them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. The title is Wasp Basketball Weekly. We thank you, and we'll hear from you soon. All right.